0: And good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gaming Chair, the podcast that uh, you know—it just it kind of gives you just what you want. And even if you don't know what that is, you're gonna want it after. Ah, this is this is weird. It's John Fisher here with the Gaming Chair, uh, off with the Oh You Didn't Know podcast network. We are on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. What a week it was. Hope everyone's, um, been staying safe. I hope everybody is, uh, getting able to do what they love to do, despite what is going on in the world today. Uh, oftentimes you find it very difficult, but, um, we do what we gotta do, right? We, we just keep removing it. So, like I said, it is the gaming chair for the third time. I hope that's not ingrained into your brain already. If it's not, I can say it six more times if you would like. It certainly wouldn't bother me one bit, um... It was an interesting last several days, uh, without a doubt. I mean, I know right now as I'm recording this Sunday afternoon, um, it's nearing the end of the Pokemon Go Fest. If that's what you're into, uh, I've been able to get a lot of pretty good pulls. Um, and tweet at me if you, a, if you want to be friends, I can give you my my Pokemon Go code, no problem. Or just share what share what you got. Uh, you know, I I just pulled a Dialga that was fun out of a raid. Um, a couple Charizards was, were awesome um able to get done most if not all of the quests which is also fantastic and uh, and uh, there's also like a at the very end of it i guess you people would have gotten it done already it's the it's the victini the uh the mythical pokemon fire and psychic i think um which was a good good way to end uh end the quest line with with team rocket and all of that so that is what that is what I, i've been cooking uh the the last uh the last day and a half it's like I feel like it should be longer than two days I feel like it should be more like a week am, am I alone in that i I don't know um it seems like two days is too short and and also it's two days but it's not even two two days straight it's eight ten so I'm eastern time zone so you have ten a m to eight and then it's over and then obviously we got up the next day sunday today and and did it again i feel I feel like so i'm, I'm almost in you know, I'm not like hardcore, but like I, I play. That's like my mobile game. So it's just it, it misses the mark. And and I know it's not supposed to be. Online, I, I realize it's meant to make you go out, whether it's just going and raiding in a big group of friends. I, I know if you um, the Destiny crew several years back would go to Bush Gardens and do a Pokemon Go day, which I think would be super fun to do. Maybe one day once, uh, well, actually, Bush Gardens is opening soon. As At least that's the rumor in Virginia here. Maybe, maybe one of these days I'll have to go do that. But I think that'd be a good time. So, yeah, you know, Pokemon Go Fest is going to end tonight, Sunday at 8 p.m. So, uh, sad hearts in chat, if there was one. Uh, if you're texting someone, just put a sad heart there, there. There's the chat for right now. But, obviously, the big news this week was Xbox Game Showcase. Now what we're used to. And I talked about this with Mitsu a few episodes back. Go ahead and check that one out. That was an amazing uh, podcast for sure. Um, mm-hmm. One of the better interviews I've ever done. And that includes interviews with um, Kelly Kapowski of uh, Say by the Bell and Carlton from Fresh Prince. Uh, so I, I've been around the block. Okay. Um, Mitsu, what he normally does is, and then he we talk about this a good bit. Is he usually puts t- together like a-, a grading system for everybody at E3? Sad hearts and chat once again. E3 obviously not happening this year, uh, and who knows if it'll ever be the same again. Uh, we also talked about that too. But for Xbox this year, it was. Um, I thought the conference was fine. I mean, this was this was the, to show off their games, no pun intended, and because we already saw a lot about the system itself, we saw the specs, we saw um trailers not so much gameplay but we were able to see trailers i think it was a month ago and it, we, at le- we at least were able to get a a good idea of what we're gonna be investing come the holiday this year um still right now no release date <laughs> or no price and it's almost august uh i don't know what the hell they're doing and i'm not gonna make sh- Microsoft look out to be like the big bad bullies. Uh, I don't know what, what the shit Sony's doing either. No release date, no price. I don't even know when Sony's doing another event, let alone at least debuting when the shit we're able to buy this. There are some rumors, just to go off a little like diatribe here, there are some rumors that we might be getting both consoles around November 10th. Here's why I think that. Somebody, and I forget who it was mentioned that, well, obviously everyone knows Destiny 2, their big expansion Beyond Light, it was pushed back from September 22nd to November 10th. Well, and this kind of like transitions into the conference. What is happening around November 10th? The, the console's debut, at least around that time period. And what did they just announce about Destiny 2 in September? It's coming out on Game Pass, and guess what? It will include. It will include the Beyond Light DLC. Now, wouldn't it just be just cake? Everything's cake, I guess. But shouldn't it just be cake for Beyond Light to come out right when the Xbox Series X comes out for for you Xbox players? That'd be that'd be just peachy keen, huh? Uh, and, and what timing? What a coincidence that would be. Uh, at least from Bungie's perspective, they said that the whole delay, uh, initiative was because of the pandemic and, and they don't want to have a lot of, you know, crunch, uh, which for those in the gaming world, you know, in the last couple of years, a lot of stories have been coming out, whether it's from Kotaku or from, uh, from former developers for, for a company, uh, where their crunch right before a game is supposed to launch is truthfully, I'm not going to call it torture, but, like, the the most severe of not killing somebody, okay? Uh, so, not torture, but not, you know, playing patty cake and eating cake. Every, everything's about cake. Th- this has to be the episode about cake, I guess. If if I can, like, steal... I mean, I steal everything, whether it's an idea or a joke. Maybe I should just steal how Friends does episodes, the one where everything is cake. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I I, I like that. But you know the moral of the story is and it's very interesting to to to, to kind of look at like all the pieces of the puzzle come together we're going to get a, a price and a release date by september so i think it's going to happen next month and if we, it, it, let's just say for example um i guess it doesn't matter what day of the week the consoles come out i it, for me i'd bridge it to a weekend so anyone that can take days off can just simply take a 3-day weekend Um, November 10th obviously uh, for Bungie is a Tuesday that that is no surprise so what if we have the Xbox Series X comes out on Monday or even November 6th right before Black Friday if they're smart they do it November 13th Uh, a Friday the 13th so there's a little bit like of marketing there But it'd be the week before Black Friday. I think it's just the 20th. So as we've seen in the last several years, Black Friday is really no longer everyone goes out on one night, gets soup. (laughs) Let me stop myself. Uh, Everyone goes out on Friday night or on Thursday night right before uh, right after they eat. So like noon and then they go Black Friday shopping at one o'clock on Thursday um, because in America, we're super ironic. But. It's always these pre Black Friday deals. They try to get everyone to go the week before they do week long Black Friday sales. Remember, like, I don't ever remember that being a thing until just a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, obviously you have like your Cyber Monday, which is truly only Cyber Monday. But even then, like they're starting to uh, I'm I'm going off on a tangent, but um, I will get I'm guessing and what a take this will be if I'm right. I'm thinking that we're going to get the Xbox details. As well as PS5, because whoever does it first will do it right after. Because think about this. Let's say I'm, I'm Microsoft and on August 27th, I'm going to say once and for all that. What the shit? Uh, that, sorry, something came up on my on my, on my computer. I'm going to say on August 27th that the Xbox Series X will be $600 and it will be coming out on November 19th. Thanks, maybe that's Thanksgiving. I'm not quite sure. Okay, boom. Sony. Sony Sony enters the enters the octagon. Okay. We're going to sell our console for $400 and it'll be out November but shit, November 17th. Tuesday. The week of Thanksgiving and these announcements I believe will be a day apart let's see how far that theory goes and and I, I truly do believe that this is definitely like a who's going to drive off the cliff first situation and I, it's not it's not a guarantee whoever announces it first is going to or second is going to win this console debate because this console war is so ridiculous because we're in 2020 right now. I would say a decade ago when PC games were, I had to consider them a niche. I don't think they were ever in the same league as a, I'm thinking 2010. So a PS3 and an Xbox 360, they dominated the entire world. Where PC games, you had your World of Warcraft. Um, you had specialty games like Counter-Strike. But after that, what, The Sims? Um Tetris. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are examples that can prove me wrong. Uh, Oh, Civilization. There's another one. League of Legends. But you get my point. Like it it was a, a specific amount of games. We weren't playing Call of Duty. I mean, at least the the primary audience was not playing Call of Duty, Modern Warfare on a PC. Mostly everyone playing competitive, and even Halo. Even though it wasn't out for Halo, you get my point. No one was playing Halo on a PC. They were playing Halo on an Xbox 360. You feel me? So we we, we learned a lot about the Xbox, what their plans were. And uh, I'm going to play a clip. Um, it is audio, so I'm not screwing. I mean, there is no video podcast. So um, this is Phil Spencer. Everyone knows Phil. Hi, Phil. This is from the Xbox YouTube page. This is from their game showcase. And here was the intro. Uh to the conference after they showed a lot about Halo Infinite, which we'll get to in just a second.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Xbox Game Showcase. Today, we're showing games from nine of our 15 Xbox Game Studios, including unveils of five new first-party games. What you will see today is how Xbox Game Studios are harnessing their passions to bring their dreams to life. We believe that how you find and play your games is as important as the device you play them on. Xbox Game Pass is the best way to discover and play, and we want you to be able to experience as many great games as possible. So Game Pass members, you can play every game you see today from your subscription or free to play. These games will look and play best on Xbox Series X, delivering unmatched fidelity Performance, precision, and immersion. And we've designed the most consistently powerful next generation console. And we've built state-of-the-art platform technology to allow every developer to realize their full vision. One studio that has always pushed the limits of our hardware is Turn 10.
0: So that was Phil Spencer uh, introing the, the game showcase. So what exactly what he said is just I mean, it's kind of mind boggling and I don't think it gets enough love. Um, Game Pass is a big deal, and I think it's been like thought of as kind of a joke. Oh, you're going to get on Game Pass. It's a subscription service. And like that was the meme like five years ago whenever we all thought everything was going to go to subscription services. considering like PS Now where you pay like, you know, you can get or PS Plus. You can get so many dollars a month. you get uh, You get access to these free games. Series or um, Game Pass is something else, man. It's fourteen ninety nine a month, and all of these games listed. Okay, the ones that they debuted at uh, the game showcase: Fable, that was teased, which is included. Halo Infinite, Forza, Destiny Two, Beyond Light, Avowed. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, Tetris Effect, Balon Wonder World, Everwild, which looked dope. Outer uh, the Outer Worlds, their new. Uh, I guess it's like a DLC or expansion uh tell me why Psychonauts 2 huge play Crossfire X Dragon Quest 11 that's that's an X Crossfire or Dragon Quest 11 Stalker 2 um the gunk looked interesting Fantasy Star Online 2 great for the MMO players uh the medium and Sable uh, a few of the uh, other indie games so all of those are going to be on on Game Pass and not only that um Xbox Game Pass I'm trying to find like their biggest titles um at least right now um i mean i know they've been adding games uh, left and right for months at least taking a look right now i mean you have like first party titles that are that are on there um oh here are some uh watchdogs legion that'll be on there um sea of thieves assassin's creed of alhalla is going to be series x optimized uh, as well um and it's kind of like taking a look at game pass as a it, it's truly innovative and here's the thing here's what and, and here's what i it, it sounds kind of scummy but uh i take advantage of this for ea so EA has their subscription platform on PC, and it's like ten bucks a month or something. I did so the last year. I'm a sports games player uh, naturally, and when Madden came out, I'm like, you know what? I've never played Madden on PC. I've always had it on like a PlayStation or an Xbox. So I'm gonna try it. Um, I used their subscription service. It was only like ten bucks. I played Madden for like a couple weeks on PC. I'm like, none of my friends play here, so I kind of wanted to get off of it, and then I just canceled it. So I got to play Madden for a few weeks for only $10. And think about this. If, if that's like the only game that you play, if it's the only game that you play, uh, it might not be worth it. But if you're a hardcore console player, like a hardcore Xbox player, and you're telling me I can have like a list of all these games for $15 a month, it's like subscribing to a Netflix, right? That's huge. Especially if, they, if all of the new games come out there, that is massive. So I, I don't know why, and I, I don't know if it's like this way anymore. Um, I hope they still get their their due, because son of a bitch, if if that's just not one of the most clever things that they've done, it it didn't used to get all the praise it does because obviously there weren't a lot of games for it that seemed worth it. To I mean, because we're trying to get the average consumer to want to do it. I don't think. Someone like you or me or anyone, uh, hell, who listens to this podcast even, um, would would need to do it because we're probably buying our games anyway or we play on PC. Then again, if we get good integration between PC and Game Pass, then everyone's happy. So it isn't a big deal, at least for me. Um, you know, it's Xbox is, is doing it right. And Halo was obviously the star of the show. They showed eight minutes of gameplay. Uh, it was so it was, it was a demo. And I really I wonder if we're actually going to get the demo for Halo. But what we were able to see is a cut scene with Master Chief. And, a, and I don't know. I'm not a huge Halo player, but I was really invested in this. It was someone driving a ship. They were about to crash. And then we got into the title screen of Halo Infinite. And we came out, and it was true gameplay. Now, understand this: it was on PC. At least that's what the reports say. It was not on a Series X, so don't get, don't get too excited. It looked gorgeous. Uh, a few of the the content creators I, I was watching watch the conference. Uh, Dallion was one of them. Noticed the, there's sliding in this one. There's a grappling hook, which uh is able to have a a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun movement. And there's just something about the mechanics of the game that were that we're really able to optimize and compete with a game like Destiny or Borderlands, where you can at least get a a good feel for the character you're playing so uh that will do it for the intro portion of this show, so because coming up in just just a second here, um I didn't even tease the interview because i just got to confirm right now we're going to be talking to a good friend of mine from years back his name is joe expert in the video game industry uh has has played them as long as i have but what makes it even cooler is (laughs) we're not just going to be talking about a certain niche it'll be the first interview that's really not destiny related so if that's that's your thing you can I don't mind if you tune out, but it's going to be a very entertaining interview. He and I have really good chemistry and we're going to argue a lot. So if, if you like to argue uh, or if you like to listen to arguments, maybe even some awkward banter, I, I surely do recommend you staying on uh, and listen. Um, but it'll be a fascinating chat. So I hope you guys can stick around. And here is Joe Brigette into the gaming chair. All right. We now have uh, one of the guests I was plug and hardcore right before uh, I went to our little commercial interlude, which there really is no commercial interlude, but I'm also very infamous for these intros to interviews because I just, I have nothing prepared. So it is my extreme pleasure to welcome in a good friend of mine for a long, long time. I pegged you as a gaming expert, so just run with it. Even if I am lying, it is my, my good buddy, Joe Burgett. Uh, how's it going? You are now the fourth or fifth—I've lost track—person uh, in the gaming chair. And what I like to do is kind of get the feel of what your gaming chair looks like right now. So, like, explain to me what you're sitting in.
2: I mean, I'm, I don't really have a gaming chair because I don't like buying shit. But so
0: you're, typically. but you're in the gaming chair. So if okay, so then if you don't have one, if you had a gaming chair, what would, what would it look like? What color would I it mean, be? What what material is it? Felt? Is it leather? Is it pleather? You know,
2: you know I, there was a chair that I really liked a lot uh, that actually my stepfather owns, and I want to get it from him eventually. But technically speaking, it would be like one of those padded things in the back because I, I have a very bad back. So it's much easier for me to have that to help leg again so I can be comfortable the whole time. Also, having pretty good support in the lower section as well. That's pretty much what I would have, and it probably would be having a mesh to keep it a little bit cool because okay. you want mesh to be there. Sure. And then you also, you also want some room there too so you want a bigger chair uh as much as you can get without something that makes you fall into it where you can't get out of it and so that's probably where i would go and it probably would be blue because blue is my favorite
0: color so a lawn chair from walmart got it that is what uh... i mean
2: i'm from i'm from (laughs) alabama so that's pretty much what we sit in in the first place i mean so that, that, that we have like straw that we chew on and stuff too. Cause clearly that's what we are at. in <laughs>
0: Alabama. Um, so do you have electricity down there? I'm just, I'm just kidding. We we
2: don't actually, we live <laughs> off of all solar energy and, uh, and cow farts.
0: Cool. Well, uh, whatever, what, whatever keeps the light on now that would, what, Oh, what's that one company? We'll keep the light on for you. It's a it's motel eight. I think,
2: I think motel six,
0: dude. Motel is it motel six. Um, so I guess we know what keeps the light on there. But yeah. as, as, I, as I digress, it's uh, it's nice to have you on for real. Um, we've been friends a long, long time, uh, mostly through pro wrestling, but uh, have recently, um, well, the last couple of years, uh, dug a lot about the gaming side of our interests. Um, now, let's just first start off uh, in the intro to the show. I was talking a lot about the Xbox Game Showcase, what they were able to come out with, uh, Halo Infinite being the really big one. So, is there anything, and we don't have to specifically talk about them, but as far as what you've been looking at recently, uh, the new whether it's the new consoles or games, like what's piqued your interest as of late?
2: Well, I mean, for me, uh, the, the Ghost of Tsushima is, looks pretty good. I haven't played it yet. I've it's, it's weird because I work partially at GameStop as like a gaming expert for them, I guess, um, and We've been hyping up that particular game for a while, but then this pandemic happened, and so I haven't really worked there in like three months. So I've been wanting to go back and like pick it up, but I've just been like against going in there because I don't want to have to go back to work over there because I already do stuff without having to, get to work with them anyway. But uh, Ghost was really, really good, and I've been wanting to play it for a while. Uh, everyone who's got it has told me it's fantastic. So I mean, keep in mind that game, I don't know if you remember this, John, but like. Three years ago, they put the first gameplay thing out at E3 about it. I I remember. looked fantastic then. And then the second year, it was still looking great, and they added more to it. Then last year, they were like, here's more of a tease for 2020. And it finally came through, and everyone loves it. And I'm really excited to play it. Halo, though, when the gameplay trailer kicked out, like I... Maybe it was me, but it didn't look good it looked like what happened was microsoft or whomever is behind halo today
0: 343 industries
2: yeah they they've had it for uh well a couple of years now i think after mungie gave it up but it's really really strange to me that the last game looked really really good i didn't like it as much as like previous halo games but i thought it looked great this one doesn't look good at all and it's also not open world from what we've heard about it either so i'm not really sure how i'm going to be uh interested in it from what i've seen so far i don't give a damn about it and that's really bad because halo to me is what usually sells the new systems for a lot of people for 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 xbox and xbox has in my opinion the better system coming out over playstation it's just when you have all that going for you and then you shit the bed with halo your biggest franchise in my opinion i don't really know if that's a good thing now i know they have a lot of work to still do on it the games do out i think what this this fall right so
0: the holiday yeah it's
2: coming that's it's probably what, November, yeah. December.
0: Well, there's no, there's not even a date for the Xbox Series X yet, so we're we're kind yeah, of in limbo on that front too.
2: They're gonna probably try and come out with it the same time that PlayStation comes out. Black Friday, kinda, they have to, right? Right, yeah. Well, they're not gonna come out Black Friday. They're probably gonna come out sometime in that section because Black Friday kind of is dead now with Walmart and so they didn't want to do anything about it anymore. But they make the whole month of November Black Friday month these days. Absolutely. So. Like no one gives a damn about Black Friday, especially for me. Like I'll do stuff on Cyber Monday. Like instead of going getting crampled at Walmart or at Target or wherever else, I'll just buy stuff on Amazon and I'm good to go. Like I don't need that extra shit. GameStop though might have a little bit more business because you can buy online and you could buy from their store. Uh that's really the only gaming place I think of that may have deals going for it, but that's about it to me. So I think as far as my opinion goes We're gonna get the the new system sometime maybe at least november december area i don't think they're gonna go into january i think it's a little too far off they're they're
0: calling it holiday 2020 that's the verbiage they keep using both both companies
2: they probably don't know exactly the date they want to go with and i'm pretty sure by next month they're gonna make a date happen because it's gonna be august and that's too close to call so they're not gonna say oh we'll come out in november within coming out in october like if they say in october we're out in november that seems very very sudden so, they want to give fans chances to, like, you know, develop a, a little bit of money to buy it. Um, 100%. But yeah, the Series X looks to me a better system than PlayStation 5 does, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a better system overall. It's just from top to bottom, the way it's made, the fact that you can go all the way back to the first Xbox games put, like, the first Halo from Xbox in the Series X, and it will work just fine without having to go and buy an updated version of the game, like these new versions that they seem to come out with all the time, like Witcher's being remastered or hey, or this was remastered. That's great to have but it seems like PlayStation is going more toward that route rather than going toward the route of playing whatever game you want to play. They'll play PS4 games on PS5 but they're not going to be able to be, play Theory of games, PS2, PS1. Xbox goes all the way back to the first Xbox system so that gives you a definite difference. And it's made by obviously a computer company so there's a little more power behind it but there's a lot to go with there and I remember writing an article on this for a, a website a little while back, and when I was looking into the research on it, I didn't realize how much power it would have over the PS5. But also they have a a link out of it where basically your hard drive is still going to be a good hard drive, but they have an extra version of that. They're giving you almost like an external hard drive with the system when it first comes out, which is very useful. could give you more space. PlayStation just has whatever it has in its system. They don't give you an external. So. Xbox kind of realizes that you're going to need that with their new system, it, and they're open and honest about it. And I think it's a little more of a honesty I appreciate as well. So last time around, when PS4 came out, they they were they were the big dogs in charge. They killed Xbox right away. And they kind of grew a little bit with Xbox, but it wasn't that big a deal. Now Xbox has the lead, in my opinion. So if I do get a new system in this holiday season, whatever they're going to call it, the fact they also are making it to where if you buy some of the new games like Assassin's Creed now, there's You get almost like a ticket for this version of it on the new system if you buy it on Xbox One. So they're giving you incentives to buy on Xbox One as well. Like if you want to get Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, the Avengers game, all these new games, you buy those, you get the new one for free. That to me is a huge asset as well. So right.
0: But and there's so I'll I'll disagree with you on Halo. Um, But here and here's why We, we don't know everything yet. So we have, right. to, we, we have to be fair, but I, I got chills from the trailer. And that it was
2: looked, it, it looked interesting as far as the story goes. I just did not the artwork on it, which is something that they can improve on, obviously.
0: Right. And they, I mean, they, again, they still have a couple of months to really get it out because I'm sure the game will be done uh, in oh, a yeah. month in a month or so. They'll just wait to actually divvy it out to everybody else while the, the Series X has it, it's I mean, it has the, the better spec sheet from what we know of right now. Here's what always crushes them. Sony has the better exclusives, and it's not even close. Not even close. And- well,
2: that's, not, that's kind of okay to say about the last system. Like we say, like Ghost, for example, we just talked about. It's a PS exclusive, which is a pretty big deal. But when Xbox started making all these deals with these new studios, our younger studios, they started quietly building up a pretty good base for themselves. And they're putting out some new games and it's still going to have the big AAAs as well. So they're still going to have Cyberpunk. They're still going to have Assassins. So they're still going to have all these big titles. So they're still going to compete with PlayStation in that department alone. Yes, right now, like Horizon or Ghost are going to be able to be pretty big for them. But does that mean they're going to be able to continue keeping their big stuff going with Xbox also having some big exclusives coming out? I don't know. Now, Halo, obviously, to me, is, is a good thing to have that there for you. That's not going to make me interested, though, in them. I want to see what they can do with these exclusives that are different than this like Destiny t- uh, attempt or... Uh, anything that connects to that. I don't want to see something that seems like it could be an Xbox but it continues to sprout out. I want to see what they can do with their big stuff beyond Halo. And I think they can do it just fine there. They've done it before.
0: Gears of War is the only other really big title that that yeah. I could put in that argument or Fable, which, by the way, a new Fable is coming out, and it's not supposed to be what it's been in the past. They're talking about an MMORPG Fable, which is, I think, fantastic.
2: It could be very compelling if you go from the original to that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I've never been a really big uh, fable person, but if it goes down to being RPG, I might have more interest in playing it, because originally I may not have a connection to those beyond that particular side of it. I guess so. That that interests me a little bit. I just don't know exactly what Xbox is going to do, but I can't automatically say, oh, PS4 is better or PS5 in this case has better exclusives, because right now they have Horizon really. That's the only big title they have right now. Last of that Us think,
0: th- that, are, that are coming out with this, well, the PS5?
2: Right, last of Us is already going to be going for PS4, so we can't say the past exclusives. We can only say the future exclusives. I mean, Horizon's going to be right there, launch time, we assume. Spider-Man,
0: that, Spider-Man's there too.
2: Also also PS4, right? No, well, the,
0: well, they're coming out with that, that new expansion for PS5 and, and, when and it again, launches. And again,
2: and again, it's not a new game. It's an expansion upon an old game. So, and I love Spider-Man, don't get me wrong, and I'm very excited to play Miles Morales' connection to that. I'm a huge comic book nerd, as everyone knows, if they know me. So I'm going to be a big fan playing that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. They have those things going for them, so they still have a lot of stuff there. I'm not saying they don't. But if I look at the PS5, like, jump into that stuff going forward, like in January Beyond, for example, what do they have? that they didn't have to harp on from the last system from that they can't continue to make last of Us games and make them great last of us 2 was pretty good for a lot of people and they gave themselves an, an ability to go forward with a three i don't know what they'll do how far off that's going to be but we do know it'll happen eventually just like we saw uncharted for example that's a great thing for the past are they going to do a new uncharted going forward probably not at least right away or ever beyond remastering it so that's my problem here, Fisher. I don't know if I can say guarantee that they're going to kill Xbox in that department right now. Right now, we know they have in the past. Future, I can't say. That's my opinion here. That yeah. maybe.
0: No, right. And, and, and I know and that's that's totally fair for me. I, I'm on the spectrum of can I play this game on PC? Screw Xbox. I'm not going to waste $500 <laughs> on the system. I'll play it on PC instead where it'll run. Five times better, and it's where a lot of my friends play, you know. Uh, for PlayStation, well, you know, systems
2: are, are being made that way. I mean, new systems are trying to connect to that PC audience, give the PC power behind it. Which well, that's where Xbox do.
0: has an advantage because of their Game Pass system. A lot of shit you can play on PC for Xbox, like Halo Infinite's a great example, Gears of War, all PC games, too.
2: Yeah, because they connect to that due to the fact that you know, what's the biggest PC market? I mean, biggest laptop department, biggest uh, at home desktop department that's going to be microsoft and, and windows so apple's great and i have a MacBook that i'm on right now and i prefer apple products over that because all my bcs have died on me because of the work i put into them uh but to say that they have that advantage is a pretty big deal but they also have an advantage for the fact that they put a lot of power in the system and as long as your tv can keep up that's a pretty big deal. And they're also already, the new systems, both PS4, or I'm sorry, PS5 and Xbox Series X, are both already can, are ready to go for, uh, I think, 8X. So, uh, so they have the ability to get 8K and go forward from there right now. So they're already getting near the PC power. The question is, can they beat like a Google Stadia, for example, which we don't know much about right now. We only know a little bit about it. Stadia is going to be mostly a, a PC area, I imagine, because you're going to play a lot more on your computer with them. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's my sort of problem that I think a lot of PC gamers are going to maybe go to Stadia, and they're going to go buy that only, and that might help grow them faster, and that might start getting people from PS4 and Xbox uh, One to go instead of buying the X or the 5 going towards Stadia. I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm not even touching um, Xbox. There's no chance. Um, <laughs> Not not a, I'm gonna buy the the PS5 um mainly because like NHL is not a computer game I'm a hockey fan I'm gonna play NHL um, Horizon Zero Dawn two I don't believe will be out on PC immediately I think it's gonna be a PS5 exclusive so I'm I'm gonna play that or um I mean it, it, more exclusives down the line um but I, I don't want to play Halo. Just I'm just going to use Halo as a broad spectrum here. Like, I'm not going to play Halo on a console. I'm going to play it on a PC, which is much which has a much better operating power, better graphics, etc. cetera. And multiplayer, mouse and keyboard, that's my bread and butter. I can't do multiplayer on on controller anymore. I'm too used to the mouse and keyboard feel. Um, and it, it's it, what is what do you think about? Just so 10 years ago, when when PS4 and Xbox One were were debuting, I think it was 2013. Is when they came out because I was a junior in college when I got my PS4. The,
2: yeah, it was about it was thirteen or fourteen. I got, yeah. I got mine in fourteen, so I think it was I think it was holiday of thirteen when they came out. Yeah.
0: Right. the The difference between the PC audience now and how much that has affected console just consoles in general, I think, is pretty astounding. Just in seven years, we say seven years. That's a long time, but I mean, well,
2: gaming it, terminology is probably like a twenty year arc. It, it's it's a on.
0: it's a drastic difference because never what I've even. Considered computer gaming outside of like a World of Warcraft, League of Legends, uh, Counter-Strike, ever really getting into the nitty gritty of, well, we're going to try to sell consoles with the PC integration like Microsoft does with Xbox Game Pass. It's crazy.
2: It's difficult, I think, to try and be in that market, because obviously when they tried to make this new system for if you're Sony or if you're Microsoft, you have these two new systems that are coming out. You also had to throw in Stadium, whatever that can do, as well as and Nintendo coming out with a brand new system in that time frame that just kind of surprised all of us because, hi, Nintendo, we didn't expect you here.
0: Well, they'll just, well, Nintendo just prints money whenever they want, so it doesn't. And, they
2: all, and if, all, if we're talking about exclusives, by the way, Nintendo kills everyone. I think that's pretty well, obvious. Well, right. right, yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that's true. <laughs> you can't compete with Nintendo. So no, no one's going to talk about like, exclusives and, and lean Nintendo out because you have so many of the most iconic games ever there. But I will say the biggest problem, I think, which I think also helps if you're a studio, is if, for example, like, say, Cyberpunk or uh, Assassins, if you get it on. PS4 or PS5, you get like an extra bit of something out of it. Or if you get an Xbox, you do. So they give you maybe extra stuff with that if by chance you buy it on that. That's kind of the only way that AAA games can give the new systems a bit of a rub there. But I think that that's the only thing they really have going for them. Where where PC kind of already today does a really good job with their graphics and everything else that goes around it. It's very difficult to compete with that. I mean, that's why i systems are trying their hardest to go that direction. They're they are,
0: they are mini stuff. PCs in a box. That's what they are.
2: And that's a good thing because yes. they're already ready to go to make you see a better product. And I have a 4K TV that I watch stuff on. I have a, a 1080 that I watch stuff on. I can play it on both and still get a really good picture out of it. I'm not really concerned about that side of it. I'm more concerned about how fast it works. I don't want to see a massive load screen for 20 minutes. I I don't want to see that sort of shit that kind of really kills me, whereas PC doesn't have that problem. They've They've always had a system that plays fast, because they have to. And as long as your internet keeps up, you're good. Whereas, also I don't want the idea that I have to play online all the time either. As a gaming fan, I don't want to have to play everything online. Like I know Destiny and things like that people love. I've hated Destiny for a long time because everything I do is messed up by people randomly getting involved in my game. But I can't play it unless I'm online. hate that shit. I want something to get me offline. So if I had to play a sports game like NBA or, in this case, maybe FIFA, I'd like to be able to play that offline as much as online. So there needs to be options there where I think if you are a console, you have that ability to do, whereas PC never could. So there is definitely something, maybe as a enticing moment where I can say to myself, "Oh, I can play Xbox because I don't want to be playing with other people right now," or PS Five. See what I mean? Like that's kind of the issue. I think that maybe they can sort of market toward, as well as giving people options to play online with like Call of Duty or whatever it might be.
0: See, I think that's where esports I think can have a really big impression huh. on what these new consoles are because right now. What are all the big tournaments? They're on PC. When we... well,
2: unless you're, unless you're talking about like these like newer tournaments for Fortnite and shit like that, which can be played, I think, online too with a PC, but it's also on all the other systems too, right? I mean, they, well,
0: so it, it it differs. There are Xbox tournaments, there are PlayStation tournaments. They they don't like to cross platform for when high money's on the line, like the Fortnite World Cup last year, purely on PC. You could you obviously play on a controller if you want, but but the more more the point is. I think where the Series X can have the big advantage coming against the Play- PlayStation Five is if remember how big Halo PVP used to be back in the day, like Halo Two, oh. Halo Three. There were world tournaments for millions of dollars, right? And that oh, was huge. Yeah, and that was in the mid two thousands. We're talking fifteen years later. We're a um, uh, fifteen. Was it? Was he fifteen? 15? Booga fifteen year old kid won a million dollars playing Fortnite last year. All right. Now oh, there needs to be Halo needs to cash in on a console. Generation that might be the last one, give or take seven years from now that we might not might not have consoles anymore. It might just all be digital digital via via PC, but they need to be doing something with esports if they want to capitalize on on the release coming up in the fall.
2: Yeah, and they've done a little bit with some with Tom Clancy games. I think a few of those games. I want to say it was uh, Rainbow Six. There was a thing about it for a bit, too. But they haven't really connected a lot with that area. And you're right. Uh, PC is going to have those tournaments about them, too. A lot of the MMO games are in that as well. So you have trouble with, when you're in that position. But it's because of their fast pace and ability to move that gives you that ability to play so fast that, definitely speaking, you're going to be more toward PC in a tournament where you can't do that with Xbox and PS. So you need to have something there, like you mentioned, to go toward that market. The question is, what would that be? It needs to obviously be a big sandbox game like an Overwatch, but does that mean it has to be on PC and on those systems? Or can you make it only on those systems and never let it go to PC, and therefore maybe it has to be played at these tournaments on one of those systems? I don't know. Uh, I just don't know what kind of game you can create beyond like what we've already seen that would do that. I'm kind of at a loss for what they could do there.
0: Right. But either way, I think no matter, I just want both to be good. I think that's a good take because if they're both good, that means video games are good, which means life is good.
2: Right. Yeah. You want, you want them to compete in a way where they're not trying to put shit out. That makes no sense. Like for AA sports, we know they have, they don't have really much competition outside of basketball. They ended their NBA live game because 2k just killed them all the time. They tried bringing it back two or three times. It never worked. And it wasn't because they didn't have an okay game. They did, but they never made it good. So 2K took advantage of that. And now 2K also has the NFL license back. They might be able to make a better NFL game. We don't know how well it's going to go. Having competition gives you a chance to stop putting up with bullshit. Where (laughs) I like that ability to see that. Like with with pro wrestling, we are big fans of that. Like when there was competition or when there is competition – there seems to be a better product because they're trying their hardest to make you in a care. So you're in the uh, Money Night Raw versus Nitro era. You got to see a chance for both trying to do the best they could to get you to watch. They do the craziest shit in the world that never makes any sense. Going back and watch those Raws War stuff or Nitro, they're all kind of shitty. And because of that fact, there's some pretty good moments, but that's about it. Most of the shows, they're two hours long, by the way, not moments of like five minutes that we all remember. <laughs> they're all shit. And they're right. great for moments. But that's it. So that being said, you don't want to have that problem. I want to go back and be able to play a game numerous times. Like a Mafia 3 is one of my favorite games. I can go back and play it today and it still holds up.
0: Kingdom Hearts for me, same thing.
2: Right. And there's a lot of games that have that ability. Uncharted has that ability to me where I think I can play it anytime I want. Even some of the Assassin's games of the past have made me care about going and playing them more than once. So I want that ability to go and play a game like that on an exclusive as much as on an, a big AAA as well. So I'd like to be able to say i love Cyberpunk but then be able to love horizon or halo. Right. I don't want to have the ability to go back and forth because I can love them as a gamer. I don't want to have to choose between Xbox series X and PS five. I want to be able to play them both and have them both do really well.
0: What do you think now, if we're talking um, the console still, what do you think was the PlayStation 4's biggest success of for an exclusives in, in, since its inception in 2013?
2: Oh man, their biggest, I think, the surprise one was obviously Horizon. No one expected that right away. Her-
0: Horizon bad. was was spectacular,
2: and it was gorgeous. It yeah. looked great. It played great. I still love playing that game. Like I talked to you about earlier about the fact that I like to go back and play a game and then hold up. It still holds up right now. And it came out what four or five years ago. It, so it, it's one?
0: it's actually getting re released on PC in in a few weeks.
2: So I mean, you're getting that ability to play it on pc probably looking far better than it did originally on ps4 (laughs) but uh in the ps5 i'll to be able to play this new one on ps5 that i think is going to also look just as gorgeous but now there's more of a problem for them because now everyone expects something of you you know that's the real problem i think that a lot of these uh exclusives have where they first come out with an exclusive don't don't know how you're going to like it kind of test the waters a little bit, put you a small story into play. Now they have to expand on that shit because now it, it makes you care. I don't know how well the second horizon is going to do. It'll look great, but will the story be h- able to hold up as the first one did? I don't know. Well, it's that's like, like Last Halo. of Us.
0: Last of Us, uh, the reviews for Last of Us 2 are nowhere near as good as the original.
2: Because the, the original ended at, on a note where it, 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 it didn't need to come back.
0: No spoilers, by the way. I still haven't finished one. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to give you the end of it, but when you get to it, you'll see why there shouldn't be a second game at all. That being said, <laughs> I like I like the second game. Well, it looks beautiful, and they have a pretty good idea of what they wanted to do there. But I also don't like this idea of trying to connect to societal norms or try and be different from them, too. Like All the new systems uh, tried to go with this whole thing of the same time everyone tried to do this with female uh, ARC superheroes or female ARC uh, major games like Horizon is definitely a big success for female game but
0: Tomb Raider as well don't forget Tomb Raider Tomb,
2: well, Tomb Raider they redid and it was far better than the original games in my yes. opinion I think yes. I think was Square Enix did with it was fantastic Yes uh, and I hope we get another one too because I don't know the last one was so good that you had to give me a, another one after that where oh. the story with that holds up but keep in mind they have a whole lore of Tomb Raider to go off of there well before Square got it so there's something there to go on whereas Horizon can make shit up on the regular like with Halo, though, that's sort of the problem with Halo. It, it didn't work because the first one was kind of a big success for them. They didn't know how big it was going to be. I Keep in mind, this is Xbox, a brand new system. So they didn't know how well it would do. They did a second one that worked out pretty well. But once you got to the third and a few after that, there started to be a lot of you know, grasping of straws. And I think that happens a lot with these titles, especially with those... Middle ground, third things happen in movies too. There's very rarely ever a really good trilogy in movies because they seem to ruin it.
0: Lord of Uh, the Rings was one of the best trilogies of all time,
2: right? And I think that the uh, Batman, yeah, Nolan Batman's were a good trilogy, but that's a rare arc to say. Like we we only think of a few of them, and that's that's the point, right? That's my point. There's very rarely ever a three arc movie series that holds up really well all the time, and that that's hard to make. And the same thing happens in video games. The, The story is a big deal. But I think there needs to be something similar to what Mortal Kombat has done, with like Netherrealm, for example, has done, where they not only tried to grow on their characters, they gave them stories they never had previously, and they continue to live on that lore. And then when they wanted to re- kind of shake things up a little bit, they had a time change. They had a whole new universe changes recently, so now they can do whatever they want again, which is great. So it gives them a chance to do something new without making you pissed off about that, and that was smart. You can do that with Mortal Kombat because there's so many characters and you can, get a, you can kind of work around that. But there's also things you can do the same way with, with these other new games, too. But like we knew how good Uncharted was for the first one we played. So when it came out on the PS4, we expected it to be great. Uh, but that's the point, because it was so good originally, it needed to be great. If it wasn't, it would kind of disappoint us. Like The last Uncharted game, official last Uncharted game, had nothing to do with anything Drake, and it didn't hold up well at all. It wasn't great. And it was because of this idea of trying to push female heroes, and they wanted to connect to that arc of people, because everyone thought, oh, the world has changed, let's go toward female characters. And I like the ability to have a good female character in a game. I don't want to be forced, though. I also don't want to be forced for a a LGBTQ character to be in a game. I like what they did with Last of Us, trying to put that on Ellie, because I think it made sense for her. But you can't do that with every game like we're trying to switch it up a little bit to to connect to universes. That's sort of the problem I think video games have to realize that they don't want to be pandering. And that's the problem I think we get to with certain games. And that may sound kind of bigoted to say, even though I'm not trying to make it that way, I'm just telling you, you can't have this idea of trying to change everything around to connect to one audience that you didn't connect to originally. You should be able to connect to everyone. And I think you can do that with these games like Horizon that wasn't trying to be in your face. It was just really, really good. Tomb Raider, it was really, really good. That's the problem we see with certain games and they don't work, is they try and push things in front of you that aren't really great. And then, other times, they don't really try at all. And they don't work, for obvious reasons. Whereas Horizon and Tomb Raider kind of did, because they knew what they were doing, they had a good story behind it, they had a good character behind it, they made it interesting and useful to watch, and even people like Becky Lynch, the man, cosplay technically as and at Wrestlemania a couple years ago to show you that the the massive appeal of that character was so big that it it, it translated over to other entertainment that's what you want to see but that's not what we're getting all the time it's a rarity so with new games that are trying to be new trilogies that's what they have to do they have to be able to connect to audience members that actually are going to buy your game Because you might say, oh, I want to connect to a female character and make it about female gamers. That's great. But also you want to make that female gamer interested while also making the male gamer interested too, which is why Horizon worked. Terminator worked. That doesn't always work with other games trying to force things on you. So that is the thing I, I really worry about with the new systems. I hope they try and go toward the old school ideology of trying to connect to everyone. Rather than just one particular group, and they did try originally when Nintendo years ago try to connect more toward a male audience of trying to say the princess, but that changed late 90s or 2000s. So we know that old school thing I'm talking about mostly is the early 2000s, not the not the age and 90s games.
0: Of if, if if there's a game you you wish would be resurrected for the next series of consoles, uh, whether it's like a PS1, PS2, Xbox, Xbox 360. Kind of game, whether it's like a first person. Um, what what would you bring forward to the next gen?
2: Oh man, you know what? Mafia Three was so good. I want to see what they can do with the four. They never. Did they just really come out got... with a new
0: Mafia though? Like just recently? It,
2: it, it, they've got something coming, but it's not. It's, it's like I think I think it's like a remastering of the other ones. I want to say. Definitive edition. Th- Is that the one? Yeah, I think that's the idea of what they're trying to go with. It's trying like a whole new like total remake. Really new. Okay, yeah, so it's. So that's sort of what we're getting. It's not really Mafia. I want to see a four that drives off of that. Like Mafia 3 is so good because it came out and put itself in this in this era of right to the Vietnam War, a racist South New Orleans territory. And your character is, if you ever seen a movie faster that Dwayne Johnson and The Rock did, they technically took the story from that game and put it in faster because the character has the exact same origin as Dwayne's character in that movie. And that was his return, quote unquote, to action, that technically speaking, Mafia had already done with that character. So it was a really cool way of making it work out where you had a character that was somewhat of the rock in that way he looked, uh, but he also allowed you to play an open world game that was so interesting that I think... You needed more from that. And I think 2K actually was the ones behind it. Uh, so they, they've proven they can do beyond just sports games. But that's where I'm at with this whole thing. I think Mafia 4 would be a great one if they tried to go toward an era, maybe the uh, 80s or so, maybe early 90s, where the, the Mafia gang warfare thing began more so. Because they can't go back to the like 20s, 30s, 40s. That would be weird to keep going back. But the 4 arc of the 90s uh, gang warfare would be compelling to me. Uh, to attach to because it was such a big area in that California territory, uh, as well as territories that you connect to from the uh, lore of Mafia, because mm-hmm. there was it was showing you kind of these ways of doing that that you, you connect to other areas. But they also, quote unquote, I think that Rockstar technically is behind the whole thing, but uh, 2K is with them. They're only the same company. But um Red Dead Redemption or the Red Dead 2, I'd love to see a third for that. Active, I the when we just saw with. Mm-hmm. Arthur, I'd I'd love to see what they did with uh, uh, with John's kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, They kind of gave you a way of ending that character arc in the first game, but I want to see what it does in that maybe 1910, 1920s territory that's trying to be different from the Old West. Uh, So there's a lot of things you can go with uh, for either resurrecting or um, bringing into the new era from the past. I just don't know how they do it for some of them. Others like Mortal Kombat and I want to see a new Mortal Kombat game obviously all the time. And they just did technically a new uh, story with that. So I've already got a little bit of fill for that currently, but I'm going to see what it does with the new systems too.
0: So um as we 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 near the end of the of the interview, uh, here's a few rapid fire questions I just came up with right now on the spot. Okay. um <laughs> so just while you were talking i'm like oh that'd be a really good question it was kind of more along the lines of what you were talking about when bringing older games back and um here's a few um games you tell me when they come out okay okay all right gta 6
2: 2022 really yeah
0: all right I, I well, the reason I say ex-
2: that is because it gives you a chance to get the 5 stuff out of the way, because it's already been like redone so much. It also gives you a chance for the developers behind it to get over their bullshit currently and make the game in two years.
0: Elder Scrolls 6, which has been teased now at E3 two years in think, a row. Yeah, well, not this yeah, year. I, but... think,
2: I, th- I think it comes out next year, maybe the
0: fall. Okay. Um, the next iteration of Fallout, because you know that's inevitable at this point. And yeah, seven, and 70, a, well, seventy six was a huge flop. Sorry. Yeah,
2: play the wet the bed with that shit, man. It was horrible. I think they have to resurrect that and make it great. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they need a couple of years for that. So I think 2022 is a pretty good chance to get them. Because otherwise, you rush it out in 2021. I think you need to give it a chance to get some development behind it, and they don't screw it up.
0: All right. Um, oh, hmm. NCAA football.
2: Uh, it, it may never happen. But if it does, it would do exactly what we're seeing now with the uh, new football game that came out that's sort of an off-brand version of everything. You can kind of make your own stuff in it, which allows you to add the characters you want, add the teams you want, all the colors you want. So it, that's, to me, the only over we get NCAA stuff in there. I don't think we need to have the worst NCAA level behind it. I think you just need to have uh, the ability to pay players and therefore give them a bit of a bonus for the game, add them to it, if is going to be behind it. If not, you can just make it about football or college football like twenty twenty five or something like that, and maybe you might have a chance to do it then, but we know they're gonna start paying players probably in the next two years, so that might be when it starts to happen,
0: okay, all right, um, this one's not a game, but uh the next switch console,
2: oh wow, I think that Nintendo isn't gonna try and compete right now with with uh, the the releases of these next well, two. They,
0: they didn't last time they came out in I mean it was twenty seventeen, but they came theirs came out in March.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're going to try their hardest, I think, to be able to compete within that middle section. So I think it might not be for maybe until 2022, 23 that happens, but they're going to come out in a couple years at least. Not next year, but I think you give them 2022. It might be around that.
0: So the next Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which we know has been in development for two years now, by the way, one of my favorite games of all time. It's
2: beautiful, man. Um,
0: It's gorgeous. Since it's been in development for two years already, you don't. So you think that comes out? On the, this iteration of the Switch, it won't wait till the next.
2: I think it comes out uh, maybe next year in the fall, or if not, the spring period. The reason okay. I say this because you can always you can tease it. If it is in the fall, you can tease it at E3 next year, and that way fans are going to be interested in buying it because Nintendo's Nintendo is going to obviously tease it no matter what. But I think if you give them a chance to have a three-year time period behind it, it gives you a chance at that point to maybe allow it to be on a new system. But I think you need to wait on that because your new system can always have a Mario or a Donkey Kong or whatever, because they have so much behind Nintendo with the stuff they own that they don't need Zelda to, to push them. They can just do that on their last series, too. So they don't want to try too hard. They do want to have a chance to make a great game. And it's still going to look great no matter what. So,
0: OK. Uh, all right. I got two more. Um, I, I have a list in front of me, but I want to pick the, the, the ones that I think will get the most rise out of you. Um, OK. <laughs> and, and it needs it needs to be perfect um i, I don't know right. what your i don't know what your experience with this game is but the next demon souls they're remastering demon souls <sighs> it it has uh, ps5 listed so apparently it's next gen console so we know that but that's kind of we it. Do
2: know that's the problem like we we, we do know where it's going to be but i think that's going to mean it might be released later uh I, I don't know exactly where to go with that one i think people are going to like it but i've never been a huge fan of of demon souls so i can't really speak to it intelligently but you know when you have namco another i think neither one's owned it right uh bandy namco
0: but uh, to... demon souls is from software
2: okay so like Which, uh, but well, but they,
0: but Ban- N- namco is a part of it
2: yes oh, okay okay so from software i they have a lot of big stuff though behind them don't they yeah. so i mean that's a bloodborne and yep. i think uh we so, did they, didn't have sekiro
0: last year yes yes they did
2: so so you have some pretty good developers behind it so it should be a fun game to play especially for this new version of ps5 so i hope it's great i I might look into buying it if it it intrigues me
0: um and last but not least uh actually no i have a bonus one but diablo 4 (laughs) when the shit is that coming Uh, out
2: diablo 4 honestly i think depending on um depending on when was the last one i think did it come out what a couple years ago or like oh,
0: oh god diablo well they they made a mobile game <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah it's, okay, it's, so- it's, it's it's not even out yet diablo no, no. 3 oh good lord that's been, been around for it's been years years
2: yeah. yeah i remember the mobile game coming out. I, I never played it god no i would never play that one i don't pay mobile stuff anyway but
0: 2014 uh, <laughs> is when diablo 3 came out
2: that sounds right so they've had about six years so yeah. i think maybe in, in the spring period you might okay. get it then if, if they already have already, it, it might have already been teased if E3 was around this year. It wasn't, though. So nope. I think Diablo, it all depends about what they want to do with it. But I think, in my opinion, spring or the fall next year, to connect more to that next-gen console audience, to translate more, yeah, they're going to try their hardest with it.
0: All right. And then uh, th- this one's dear and dear, close to your heart. When are we getting another Batman game?
2: Oh, man. I love the Batman series so much. I don't know. I think the developers behind Batman wanted to make a new game with a new character like superman or flash there was a flash game years ago and you know about this by now where they almost made a new flash series of games it didn't happen because it was pulled at the last minute there's still video online about it as well as a new superman game both did not get made i want the two of them to be made by the company behind batman i don't know exactly when that would happen but that to me is more intriguing somewhat than a new Batman because all of the Batman stuff was great. They ended on a note where Batman technically didn't die but gives an impression that he does. And Bruce Wayne is revealed as Batman. They, they can't go back now. And Batman Beyond would be a chance to do that. But I don't know what they'd be willing to make a Beyond game. I think that if you make a game with Flash, which has not really been done, you probably would intrigue more people. His is Also, his rogues gallery is massive, so you have a lot more to play with there, just as you do with Batman. Superman may not have all that to play around with as much as uh, Flash. Plus, Flash can go back in time, so if you did want to go back in time for a new arc with Flash, you could always do that. So you have so much more freedom there that you don't have with other characters. So with anyway, Wonder Woman, also, I think Wonder Woman, if you're talking about heroes with video game potential, that's a great one to go after.
0: What's your favorite Batman game? And... Why is Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, the two best ones? <laughs>
2: you, you didn't like you just getting two games to choose from at that point because, you know, automatically, it was the two I'm going to choose from.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Not go
2: the other ones are great, though. Years ago, I played one on uh, on a uh, PC that was connected to the Batman Forever series uh, a Batman forever game, a movie that came out with uh, the the bad one with Val Kilmer. I think uh, it was a tie in with that in the 90s. It was it was really, really bad. But um, the best game, obviously, was the last one. I think it was Arkham uh, City, right?
0: Arkham Knight, uh, I think, was the last one. I Arkham think. Knight,
2: yeah. Whatever the last one was, I, I keep forgetting. It's all Arkham shit. Um, I like that game more because it played better. And also, it gave you the open feel while also connecting characters into it that I liked. And you could still play as them. So I could play as Nightwing. I could play as Catwoman. And that gave me a chance to do that and have fun with the characters that you didn't you didn't really have a chance to do previously. Plus, they brought in the Batmobile they didn't have in, in the uh, previous games, so it gave you a chance to go around the city faster and you could move easier and more fluidly. I think it was a better version of that Batman series, my opinion only. There, but I think a lot of Batman gamers are going to tell you that's the best one. Uh, they had an obvious thing at the end though, with the reveal of the Arkham Knight as he called himself. It's just basically a red hood bullshit there with that where it's Jason Todd because we all know it's Jason Todd from the very beginning. <laughs> we know like we all anyone who anyone who knows the red hood saga like is gonna tell and every Batman uh fan's gonna know that because they made a movie out of it.
0: <laughs> well uh, of course
2: plus we know Jason Todd's using the uh, new Titans TV uh well TV it's uh, a stream service stuff which so we know automatically that dude's gonna die and we know automatically he's gonna be resurrected and become Red Hood. We expect it to happen in Titans, just like we expected Nightwing to be revealed at the very end of the show last season. So like there's a lot of obvious stuff there that I hate. But I think that the other than that little pit of Arkham night thing, I think it was fantastic. And it holds up right now. I could go play it in a few minutes and I'd still be able to enjoy it.
0: That's good. Yeah, I'm I miss playing the old Batman games. Uh uh Arkham Arkham Asylum and Arkham City got me through freshman year of college. So uh <laughs> I love I, they were they were so good, uh, but I, I could go on and on uh, with that. But that that's that's about it. Uh, we're running out of time here. Oh, that so, was fast. It was fast. It usually does. Uh, unless like when it's really awkward and, and crappy and no one no, nobody wants to listen. But anyway, well, yeah. this this space is all about promoting your own shit. So uh, oh. feel feel oh, free yeah. plug plug anything you want. And then I have one last question at the end. But but go ahead.
2: <laughs> OK, well, uh you can find me on Facebook at uh, the Wrestling News Hub, which is my page on Facebook that I typically put a video out every week on for live videos about wrestling. And on Twitter, you can find me at DrewBaguet underscore WE. Uh, and that's pretty much the only promotions I'm going to give you because I'm a writer, so I'm freelance. So I get hired all the time for writing shit. So and eventually well, I want to make a YouTube channel. I haven't done that yet, though, but it's, it's coming eventually. Very and also cool. go to manversus.co. I own that website.
0: Manversus.co. Perfect. Yep. All right. And you you know where to find me. Actually, I'll plug all my crap at the end of the podcast. So I don't have to do that right now. But um, <laughs> what, we've, what we've been doing kind of like uh, at the very beginning where you have to describe what gaming chair you're sitting in. For me, at the very end, I always like to ask someone a favorite of something. And uh, a few of my first guests are wrestling fans. So I asked them who their favorite wrestler was, and it was all fun. But for you, um, that's because that's, that's too easy. I don't want to ask you that. Um, what is your favorite video game of all time?
2: Uh, that's 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 bean, to ask. Yeah, that. that's because really, I have so many that I've enjoyed over the years. because um, a favorite game, I think, would be one that you could play anytime, anywhere, like at any point, right? Like
0: that's that they, they can be.
2: Okay, so when I was a kid, Mortal Kombat trilogy was my favorite game, as well as SmackDown Two. I played those games so much so I went to the video store and bought them for five dollars to get them for five days at the time, and I did that so often that I bought the games four or five times in a, like over by that point. Um, my mom was so pissed off about that that she was like, "I'll just buy the games." Um, so I got the trilogy game, which by the way, right now on PS is worth on uh, the gaming thing on it it's still it's like worth a, hundred, a couple hundred bucks that particular game. I uh, don't know how it is, but that's, I guess it's rare. Uh, I still have that game, by the way. And that's probably the one I could play all the time and go back and play right now and enjoy. But if I've got to go to the newer models of games, Mafia 3 is what I mentioned earlier, I liked a lot. Uh, but favorite game, man, that's hard. Uh, you know what, actually? I think if I've got to go to a game that I could play anytime, at any point, pick up at any point, I think. Uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations, the last Ezio game, mm-hmm. that's probably the one i go with. It's, okay. to me, one of the best games and most beautiful games I've ever seen. And it perfectly capped off Ezio's character, and then Embers came out as a as a video for that to end his character completely. Uh, and I thought it was a fitting end to an amazing character that I spent, like, four or half games uh, playing, and that was a game I can go back to all the time. Even though the new Assassin's are great, too, uh, well, at least most of them are, that's the one to me that always holds up that I can play anytime.
0: Awesome. I love that. Um, I, I always have to give mine. So mine is either Destiny 1 or the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, with no, oh, with, you, with no series. Man? The whole no, series.
2: No, man, I'll just go to Assassin's series then. That's what I should well, go with. Uh,
0: all right. Um,
2: <laughs> Pick King, one I, from the Kingdom Hearts series you like, like I did with Assassin's
0: Honestly, Kingdom Hearts 3 was my favorite.
2: That that was good. That was good. I agree. Um, the new one, the new one looks great. I haven't I haven't played it yet, but
0: it's it's it, it okay, yeah, might be my favorite game. I mean, it's hard to pick between 1, 2 and 3 and even though we're there there was in, intermediary titles like Dream Drop Distance and um 358 over 8 days, uh well, a lot of anime shit I'm getting into right now. But it's well, you know, but, every but game's fantastic. Different-
2: Disney owns this whole thing, so I mean, the, with the newer games, you get newer properties like Star Wars and stuff like that with these, so it kind of gives you a chance to have all of that connected when all these newer things came out, so I think 3 had that, and then the newer one has like a smorgasbord of, of all the titles that Disney owns in it, so it's more fun, I think, to have all that.
0: Well, Disney owns you, they own me, they own everybody.
2: Well, but, but, well I have always been telling you that I'm a big fan of our Mouset Overlords. <laughs>
0: All right, that that'll do it. You have a uh, you need to get up and stretch your, stretch your legs because uh, circulation is important. So you must get out of the gaming chair. Thanks for coming on, pal. I appreciate it.
2: Anytime, Fisher. I hope to be on at least one more time.
0: We'll see. We'll see how the reviews go. Take care. Okay.
2: <laughs> Bye, guys.
0: And uh, thank you so much to joe for uh being willing to come in chat about video games our lives batman ps5 xbox series x the whole nine so i really appreciate that he's been a good buddy for a long long time a very good person uh would do anything for you. has always brought me along um with with any project that he has uh decided to try to encounter so uh the pleasure was all mine uh it, it was starting to get heated there you know (laughs) i was i was like how do you dare say that about halo um which i I, you know i I, he has a point and 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 funny enough what he said about their graphics i like right before the i we started to record this on on sunday night i was looking at an article online about the graphics people were bitching about the graphics i didn't i thought it looked gorgeous maybe i just have low standards um which is you know why my life is the way it is. But uh, I'm only kidding people. I didn't realize people were complaining. I, again, I, as I watched the showcase for the very first time, watching uh, King Githallion's stream on Facebook, I thought it would look amazing. So I don't know why 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 all the hate came about or where it came about or, you know, I I just thought people were just happy to see true gameplay. Like it wasn't as if we were trying to look for the for the hidden gameplay features during a trailer, because normally for like something like that, it's always a trailer unless we physically see somebody playing the game. I my my mind and if it looks beautiful, my mind is it's a trailer. We're going to see what it really looks like whenever it comes out. But no, man, I, I it was super pumped. Uh, I, I I'm not again, I'm not a big Halo person. Clearly, Joe isn't a Halo guy and that's totally OK. Uh, I'm excited to see what Halo has to offer. Um, because it's, I, I never got truly invested. I want to get really invested in a Halo game. Now, unfortunately it's coming out at the same time as Beyond Light, which, uh, I, I'm going to tell my girlfriend that I'm still going to be here. Just, I'll be online 24 seven. I'm going to take two months off of work. Uh, or, you know, if I win the lottery, uh, I'll, that's what I'll be literally doing. So, so maybe things could turn around for me. And I can play Halo Infinite and Destiny 2 Beyond Light, and I can even I can even clone myself and finish Paper Mario, which I'm gonna get to in a second, because that game is fucking beautiful. Uh I can finish Paper Mario Origami King. I can finally get really like balls deep into Halo or er, into not Halo, uh Freudian Slit. Fallout 4. Um I just started a randomized Nuzlocke of Pokemon Black 2. I I'd like to do that. As you can see, I'm fucking insane and i don't know what i'm doing i have games that i'm looking over right now on my desk i still have to finish assassin's creed origins i have to play the next one that came out that i got off of the playstation plus uh free games situation i forget which one it was it's after it's after origins you're the roman empire um for fuck's sake assassin's creed butch I don't remember. Anyway, it's it's the one. It's the most recent one. I have to play that. Um, I have to beat Last of Us and then play and beat Last of Us 2. I got to finish Link's Awakening on the Switch. Um, do I have any more over there? I have to fucking beat Spider-Man. Um, Watch Dogs 2 I'm, I'd like to get around to at some point. Um, I have to finish Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm like a third of the way in. That's on PS4. I, I don't have a choice in the matter. I'm just going to play it on, on PS4. Let's see here. I think that's it. Oh, I have to I have to go into Star Wars. Um, what was the Star Wars game that just came out? My brain is not big. It is very, very, very small. Jedi Fallen Order. That game looked out of this world. So I need to play is that. Um, is that it? Is that it? No, because I'd like to get into No Man's Sky. I have Sea of Thieves on here. I'd like to at least like dick around and see a thieves. I bought Witcher three for PC like a few months. It was last year. It was like six bucks. It wasn't a big deal. I'd love to finish that because I I played it on the Xbox one and fell in love with it. The problem is, oh, I have to beat Division two. I'd like to at least get to the end of that. The problem is (laughs) I'm a psychopath. The problem is there's not enough hours in the day. I don't have enough, even if I like lived alone in a hole, not enough hours in the day. Um, I can't clone myself, I can't have out of body experiences. like if I had the option to, on top of being successful in my career, my relationship with my dog um and girlfriend, that came out very, very wrong. Uh, stay healthy, you know, not be a lazy shit. Um, if I could like out of body experience in the night and play games overnight so I don't lose my mind and have all of these things unfinished, I'm like that. Was it Jimmy Neutron where there was an episode where there was always something not finished fully, like a bite of a donut or a cookie? It was some cartoon or TV show as a kid growing up that was the issue like it was either like a villain or just a guy who would never finish shit and that's how they figured out the puzzle that's that's me and it is really frustrating i had to like i'm so scatterbrained with games i literally had to force myself listen force myself to to beat lord of the rings lego edition which was so much fun but i had to like make sure so every morning uh the girlfriend works at home. She's remote. I mean, even during COVID, but uh, she's that's she's full time remote because her company's back in Pittsburgh, where we're from, and we, we're at, we're in Virginia Beach right now. So I have like an hour an hour and a half to two hours in the morning before I have to get ready for work, and I start my day from home. And I'm like, I'm gonna devote those two hours every single day in the morning, as long as my dog's not being a little shit, which she's she's a princess. And fucking finish this fucking game. Like, I'm going to do it. And I did it. I didn't 100% it. I don't need to do that all the time. Um, I can get all the characters if I really want it. But I just wanted to finish the fucking game. And I did. I was so excited. I was so happy with myself. And see, this is why I want to start streaming. A, because I think it looks fun. I, I did it for like a month. Like several, several years ago. And I had like a I had a dog shit. P- Actually, I, d- I don't think I even had a PC. I streamed on a PS4 camera. And it just pushed out. It was like that box in the upper right hand corner with how many viewers and comments you had. I did that. And I had like 100 followers like I, I was doing decent. But then I I just got too busy. Um, so it, it it just it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I think it'll be a good opportunity for me. A, because Destiny 2 ruined my life. I love it to death, but it ruined my life. Because I there's always something to do in that game. And it's my main game. I've put who wants to uh, time wasted on Destiny? Who wants to find out how much time I wasted? I should I should have, like, music playing. All right. Let's see. Don't fuck with me here, internet. All right. So... <laughs> uh, Destiny 2. 896 hours. Okay. That's that's dumb. That is so, <laughs> that's so dumb. Oh, uh, good lord. But like, there's a thing, you know? I want to, I'm yawning a lot at which ones I need to go. But a lot of the times, I'll think about sitting and playing something else for a couple hours. But then, someone has to raid. Or I need to do this shit or this shit. Um, I need to get I need to get my bounties done. I it just it's something over and over and over and over again. So take that 896 hours of destiny, uh, put it into everything else. I have I will finish every game on the face of the planet. Because you think like, what's an average game? Finish, like 25-30 hours, give or take, maybe 40? You know, I'm gonna do the math right now. So Let's just call it nine hundred. I'm sure I'll get that four hours in here at some point soon. I even had like eighty nine hours of uh, Destiny two on PlayStation when it first came out. So let's call it nine. Let's call you know what nine fifty. Fuck it. I'll give myself an extra fifty hours here because I that's what I had on PlayStation. Nine fifty divided by it. Let you want to just call spades spade spade and say forty hours for a full game. Forty. That's twenty three fucking games. All my games are good then. Ah, that's so frustrating. Whatever, I don't know. All right. Anyway, yeah. Before we go, uh, I did want to talk about uh, something that I'm playing now. And feel free to tweet at me at JohnfishTV. What games you've been playing? Uh, we can have a chat. We have chats of banter, as the Brits say. Paper Mario: The Origami King. I was super nervous to play it because growing up, other than this is going to sound super weird, outside of Tony Hawk's Underground and Underground Two being my two favorite games growing up as a child, that and Kingdom Hearts. We're talking like I was in my early teens. Paper Mario was probably the the game that I fell in love with. I don't know why. I had like the strategy guide. I was so hardcore in Paper Mario. I beat it do- dozens and dozens of times, hundred hundred percent of it, no doubt. Uh, and just I I was just infatuated with that game, and. I knew they had made a sequel for the GameCube. I never bought a GameCube. The Thousand-Year Door was the name of the, the name of the game. I I never got a chance to play it. Maybe I'll get an emulator. I mean, maybe I'll get a GameCube and play it sometime. But then I never touched that. There was another Paper Mario in between. That I I think they was that in the 3DS. I think it was in the 3DS. Uh, Let's take a look. Wikipedia you are you are the antithesis of help right now. I hope you know that. Yeah, literally not helping me whatsoever. Paper Mario series. Thank you Mario Wiki. There we go. So there was Paper Mario 1 and then the Thousand Year Door. Uh there's Super Paper Mario, which is on the 3DS, I think. Wait. Does it even it, what 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 console was it on? Hello? It was on the Wii. I never fucking knew that. Ugh, I have a Wii still. Maybe I got oh, maybe I can mm, maybe I can get myself some super paper Mario. And then there was uh, Paper Mario sticker star and color splash stick st- I knew that so sticker star was the three d s game, and color splash was the Wii U. That was honestly like for 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 color splash, I was just super nervous to play it. I didn't want it to suck, and I also didn't want the like the mystique of paper mario to just die you know by the way paper mario is 20 years old (laughs) no it'll be 20 years old in august oh no (laughs) i was seven when that game came out oh my lord um and (laughs) it did cut i did play it but five years ago whenever it came out when they had the wii u virtual console 2015 i remember that Um, but no, so I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I really, I didn't want to ruin it, but I saw, and I'm going to, I'm going to shout out this dude on Twitter. Who's a good guy. Um, name's blessius, B L E double S I O U S -S 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 blessius plays. He, he said how much he loved paper Mario, the whole series and said that this game was absolutely incredible. Um, So I I picked it up and it's fucking great. That's my story. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, Farewell. No, it's 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 actually very good. It's blissfully beautiful. Um, The writing is spectacular. And it's just flat out witty and creative. And I think that's exactly what it needed to be. It's not like I missed some of I'm only like a few hours in. So I really don't know everything about it, but. It 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 it's not missing anything yet. Um, I will have a full review on this podcast when I'm done with it. But any hoodles that will do it for me. I want to again thank Joe so much for joining me uh, next week. Guest is locked in for next Monday. Uh, I will tweet that out. Remember the, the Twitter Instagram and the Twitch is John Fish TV all one word j-o-n-f-i-s-h-t-v if you have any buddies who would like to listen to the show they can do so on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud and iHeartRadio Um, again all of you have a hell of a week ahead I appreciate you listening so so much you make it fun to do this every weekend I will see you all in the next one wear a mask wash your hands be very very kind to each other and we'll see you next time farewell